Good morning, and welcome to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumter. I'm not Stacey Harris, but you are. Good morning. Good morning, John. How are you doing today? I'm, I am Stacey Harris, so, and I am here in North Carolina and doing well. No sun shining today, th- but, but some brightness, at least, hopefully, the warmer. I, th- I think we should have a quiz. Can you tell which one is Stacey and which one is John? <laughs> you know, there are comments about how much people laugh when they listen to our show, and I'm wondering why sometimes, but then I think, no, probably not. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're laughing. They're not laughing yeah. with us. They're laughing yeah. at us, Daisy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's okay, because they're mostly laughing at me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I- I'm used to it. I'm used to it. So here it is gorgeous. What's it like there? It's it's warm, but it's rainy and uh, gloomy. So, But that's okay. I'll take 70-degree weather, considering how cold it's been and, and knowing how cold it still is up north. So <laughs> we'll take it. My daffodils are blooming. Yesterday, yesterday, I went to one of the hidden gems of Sonoma County. The next time you come to wine country, you have to go to the Charles Schultz Museum and Research Center. Um, Charles Schultz, for for those of you who don't know, was the creator of the Peanuts cartoon strip, and he was from the town next door to me. And the, the so all of the Peanuts characters, there's this amazing sculpture of a kite stuck in a tree, um, um, a hockey rink in Northern California, mind you, a hockey rink, um, and all of the Charlie Brown merchandise Kurt could ever desire, all in one place. You get, you can still buy a Peanuts lunchbox here at the, oh, wow. <laughs> at the Charles Schultz Museum, but it was a, it was a, a fascinating look at how things have changed over the last 50 years. It's it's amazing. Cartoons are one of those uh, things that I think that really are um, evolve with the time more than than almost anything else in the sort of journalism or in the in the sort of written market. They they follow what's happening in media. They follow what's happening in sort of our social lives. They follow what's happening, you know, in the news. They, I, I was fascinated when I was in journalism, the amount of investment people put into the cartoon pages and how those have become sort of uh, real time capsules of what's happened in, in the world. And, and it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, I, I was I was reminded that, that, that we used to get the newspaper every day and there would be comic strips in the newspaper every yeah. day. But not so much anymore. <laughs> Um, I still do here in North Carolina. Not every day, but but at least uh, on the weekends. <laughs> so did so did you see the Black Panther? Um, I did. Everybody in the whole world went to see the Black Panther. I want to do a double feature. That's the Black Panther first and the Pink Panther second. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not a big Pink Panther fan, but I love the Black Panther. It was it was pretty awesome. My my son took me to see it. He he bought this. My son's 18, and so you know he, he's into every one of the the superhero movies and all of the different genres. But um, I was I was blown away. It was not only well done, but it was I, I was on the, the edge of my seat the entire show. So yeah, uh, but I don't think Pink Panther that would do it any justice. I'm sorry. Well, it's kind of the opposite. You've got you've got it this is, magnificent yeah. action all black movie, and then you've got yeah. the pasty white movie. I th- I thought that yeah. would be a really good pairing. <laughs> That 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 would be, but I guess you're still solving 
a, a, not so much crimes, but as mysteries, which took them a while to do here. So, but there, there you go. I knew there was something yeah. in common. Thanks for finding that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's in the what's in the mailbag? Let's jump right in. Yeah, it's it's a busy busy week. We are obviously heading into it. it for many people, they've already started their their traveling season. Um, but spring, for those who don't know, for for research analysts and for anybody who's in the vendor space, is is the time of which all the vendors sort of release whatever they're going to do for the first of the year and do all their big events. And so I think at the same time, we're also seeing a lot of money being invested in the market for the first part of the year. So um, one of the first things that we've seen is uh, a large investment in the company called Startup, called Ref- and I don't know if I'd call them a startup as much anymore, but they're, they've been around for a little while. Reflective uh, raised $60 million um, to invest in their new um, annual performance review process. We can talk a little bit about that. Lots of money investments here this week. Um, a Deco Group, um, uh, that is a um, uh, a search um, firm, is uh, acquired the recruiting startup Vettery for a hundred million or so. At least that's what it says. They they haven't really made a statement on that, but but based off of sort of. In the source new, uh, uh, news, uh, around 100 million for that uh, software, which is a job board software. We can talk a little bit about how that's continuing to happen. Um, Dynamic Signal uh, raises 36.5 million from Microsoft Ventures. Uh, Dyna- Dynamic Signal is a communications and engagement platform, maybe one that you haven't heard about, but we'd see a lot of organizations talking about that these days. Um, we also have uh, Daily Pay, which announced $9 million in Series B funding. Um, daily Pay is a, a sort of payroll software that, that allows you to get paid on a daily basis. And then Crystal, many people may not realize that this is sort of seen as uh, HR software in some cases, but Crystal is a um, software that raised $5 million for personality profiles, um, basically saying that this will be the new resume. So uh, you work with that a little bit. We'll talk more about that. And then um, we also saw Reinventure um, getting, uh, which uh, backs verification platform Everproof, which aims to banish fake CVs. So if you have, um, this is more out of Australia, but if you have challenges with fake resumes or fake CVs, uh, this also goes along with the blockchain technology movement. Uh, And then if we have a little bit of time, um, there's some news today about um, the Iowan Project which is a a great project identifying all of the past Iowans who have tech skills, who have moved out of Iowa, and they are now tracking them so they can bring them back to Iowa. So, so that was fascinating to me. So you see lots of stuff going on, John, where, where do you want to start at? That's like tech workers as a catch and release process. That's interesting. (laughs) Well, let's just, let's just go from the top. So, Rajiv Bahira, who is the CEO at uh, Reflective, um, is an interesting so, – so his name is Rajiv. When you talk to him, he's a 100% L.A. surfer dude. Um, and, <laughs> yes. and there's, so there's some cognitive dissonance right away. And they have been working on how to solve the – I'm not sure there is one, but the annual performance review problem for three years now. And so they raised this huge bit of money – um, um, I don't know. What do you think about about performance management? Is that is that so broken that you need an army of new companies to fix it? Well, you know, we've been. At, 
we've been talking about performance management and the changes for the last several years, and and I think that the idea of, of what's broken about it has changed as well, right? Is it because we're only doing it once a year? Is it because it's tied to compensation? Is it because we don't track the feedback of everybody effectively? What What is broken, right? I think everybody knows that it doesn't work very effectively, um, but they don't know what's really wrong with it. And that so, so I think all these various tools are coming up with their perspective on what's wrong with it. Now, what's interesting about um, Rajiv and the team there at Reflective is that they're a group of people who have come from Walt Disney, um, their team of developers that came from the Disney developing team around mobile gaming tools. And that's sort of where they start their basis of thinking, which is around the idea of creating an engaging environment that is very sort of mobile-friendly first, that really brings in the employee in a way that I don't think other systems have thought about previously. And so that's their approach to it. Their approach is the reason the performance management process is broke is because employees aren't engaging with it. And so they're figuring out ways to get employees to engage with it more. Um, you know, yeah, I think it is broken. I, I don't know that anybody has the answer as to how to fix it yet, though. So. Yeah, it's it's a weird idea. So the reflective idea, like most most companies <coughs> who make software for this problem, behave as if the problem is that people don't talk to each other enough. Yeah. Right. That's that's the fundamental idea. Is we need to encourage more conversations so that the manager knows what's going on in the performance process, and that strikes me as. Like I think a lot of a lot of the money that's being invested today is um, it's being being done by people who haven't been. I, I don't really want to say this about reflective in particular, but but the idea that that the problem is that managers don't talk to their employees. I I that that seems dumb to me. Right. The, the the problem isn't that managers don't talk to their employees. There's something else going on that has to do with the fact that the um, performance review is the paperwork that you use to justify the raise pool. Um, but but you can't be a supervisor in that place for very long because the work doesn't get done. Well, I, right? I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on that one. <laughs> so having been in the performance space for some time, you were right. Managers and supervisors generally talk to their employees. But I think part of the problem is is that unless um, unless you're a really good manager, a really good supervisor, and, and there's fewer of those than, than most of us, including those of us who think we're good at it sometimes, right, um, than we think, oftentimes the communication isn't the important communication. It's sort of like talking to your kids, right? You know, how many times do you talk to them about what's for dinner and, you know, where are they going to be at the next day and, and what's the, the their grades at school? But you haven't really had those heart-to-heart conversations about how you feel about things, about how they feel about things, about where they want to be in the future. I think those are the conversations that are missing. And oftentimes it's because they're uncomfortable. They're not there so i think what companies like reflective are trying to do is trying to make the the things that we would normally do in 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 our meetings which are just updates um more um data points that that are, are there you don't have to really talk about so that you have room and space and reminders to talk about the important things like where that person wants to be and what their future opportunities could be and and you know if this is the right role for them and what their situations are at home and how that might be impacting what's going on at work so that that would be my take on 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 the difference here. Well, 
Yeah, it's 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 an interesting question. So it's, so you're saying it's it's software that prompts you to be nosier. <laughs> software that that maybe prompts you to think a little bit about what's important to people versus what's important to getting the job done every day, right? <laughs> oh, that part. Yeah, that would be a good part. You're right. You're yeah. you're so right. That would be, that would be a good thing. <laughs> Just, just something like that. So, so yeah, no, I agree. I think, and and I'm not saying that that it's the right answer by far, but I do think that reflective is tackling it in a way that I think the more important thing, oftentimes, is that we don't track any of that, even if we do have those conversations either. And so there's some of that too. So, um, but but all of these systems that are doing this new performance management approach, I think, are all struggling to find the right voice, um, but they are getting attention, and many of them are getting not only investments, but they're they're growing year over year, pretty. Uh, extensively. Um, and so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens, I think, in the next two to three years, how these merge or sort of fit into the, the, the broader talent management spectrum. Well, yep. I think I think when I look out there, I see a lot of, of employee communications tools for different aspects of employee communication. So, so yeah. um, um it's the, it's like it's the last frontier of enterprise software or something. Um, a deco bought Venery for a hundred million dollars. That's, That's the word wild. on the street. Um, <laughs> yeah, that seems like a lot of money. Venery Venery is a um, job board like tool that has a staffing company like business model, and and what they do is they. Um, vet the credentials of a range of employees so that you have kind of like hot inventory. Um, And if you agree to go through their vetting process with them um, and you get a job through them, they give you 500 bucks. Um, And and so it's an interesting concept. And ADECO, you know, the big... The big staffing firms are aggressively competing and becoming technology providers and exploring their business models because, as the you know as the um, gig economy matures, their fortunes are going to shift, and um, so this is this is a Deco's move in the I, I would say Deco's move in the business model diversification front. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You've been following this for a little while, but, but you know, many of these staffing organizations, you know, are picking up these job boards. And it's interesting to me that to, to see how these these um, cultures are merging. I, I haven't sort of checked in with any of the other sort of purchases just recently, but it would be interesting to see because – the staffing model is very much a gig model, right? They've built the whole model around sort of short-term work in general, right? Sometimes there's some long-term elements too, but mostly it's short-term work. And most of these job boards are built around the idea of, of full-time ongoing positions, right? Um, do you think those two things merge very well? Not all, let alone the sort of tech culture versus the services culture, right? Well, it it seems to me that that the the gig economy notion is that the number of people with W twos is going to decline, the number of direct employees is going to decline, and people will increasingly work on a project basis. And um, if you work on a project basis, HR doesn't really have a way of dealing with you. 
Yeah. You know, HR, HR. I, I was I was hearing stories about um, working as a contractor in a government organization and how you're second or third class citizen if you're a contractor in a government organization. Sometimes, um, the the fact that that segment of the marketplace is is exploding, that more and more people are not getting full time jobs, they are getting these these deals means that the people who used to be the targets of the job board are now um, more interestingly targets for companies like Adeco. Yeah. So the sort of the other way around. Well, and and with all of that, you know, it's interesting if we have fewer and fewer employees and all of our tools are based off of um, communicating with employees and the the employee base is continuing to and we have no tools for communicating with the gig economy that's a whole big conversation isn't it <laughs> well yeah you, you you know when you go back to the, the performance management question there, there are not performance management tools for people who are contractors oh, yeah. <laughs> you know and 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 really because of the way that authority works in those relationships um it, it might be interesting to put some accountability into the into those things, and um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of interest in HR in taking control of that particular issue. Well, part of that is regulations, at least here in the United States. I don't know internationally, but I know in the United States, the minute you start putting some control and performance reviews over it, then then they can basically come back and say they're they're an employee of the organization. So, so it, <clears throat> regulations are probably going to need to change in this area to to get some real movement. But it, you're right. I mean, it's a it's a it's a gap. Um, so another organization that that raised money this week, which you know kind of got along the lines of what we're talking about in communications, is Dynamic Signals. So Dynamic Signals raised 36.5 million from Microsoft Ventures, um, and and other companies engaged in sort of employment. But Dyna- Dynamic Signal is an organization that focuses on sort of an employee communication and engagement platform. Um, I haven't had an opportunity to brief with them, but I have heard about them and the work that they're doing. And <clears throat> the idea here is that you know they're they're going to change how we how we connect with our employees and you know there's some commentary on there about you know, so why do we need another communication tool but the idea is mass communications not sort of you know chatbot or any of those type of things but mass communications to your employees uh, you know is this hr or is this marketing or is this internal communications who who owns these type of 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 applications john is this is this something that is going to you know, speak to the HR professional is something they have to own. It's one more thing on their plate. We've talked about that a couple of times now. Well, you, you know, HR, HR is, is getting disrupted. HR is getting disrupted because there are a kajillion problems like this one um, that, that don't fall in a traditional HR curriculum. So, so HR isn't quick to grab them. But this question is, is everybody communicates with their colleagues in different ways and everybody communicates with their social networks in different ways. And um, the old school view, the command and control view is that you need to be able to communicate with everybody all the time from the top down. Right. And um, with the, with the new communications models, you can't communicate with everybody all the time from the top down. And so, so dyna- what dynamic signal is in my mind is a, um, a, a tool that is a cross platform communications tool. 
I think yeah. I think if 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 you read what they think about themselves, it's not quite right. They this is a tool that allows you to send one message and have it hit all of the possible places where your employees communicate, so you don't have to force them to communicate in your channel. You know, it's it's sort of like first it was bring your own computer, and now it's bring your own social network. Yeah, and yeah, and we will man we will manage it that way. So that's. That's the point they're trying to make badly in their in their um, positioning. Um, well, and this, is, they they talk about who they integrate with, and I think this gets back to the conversation we even <coughs> had, which is who your relationships are with as a vendor. It becomes more and more important in this. And they talk about integrating with SharePoint, Salesforce, Adobe, Bitly, Jive, Oracle, SAP, Slack, all, all of them, Facebook, right? So it is reaching all the audiences with all the, the ways they need to be reached, right? Yeah, I think... I think what's great about this is it is it is it illuminates something. You know, it's easy to believe that the major social networks are Facebook and Twitter and um, the Pinterest and Instagram and um, one of the other ones. Um, the truth is that most major software tools have a communications channel in them, and um, and when you're communicating with people, you need to go down all of those channels. So this is the first time I've seen a a thing from a company that grouped SharePoint, Salesforce, Adobe, Bitly, Jive, Oracle, uh, SAP, Slack, Yammer, Facebook uh, into one category. Yeah. Right. That uh, into one category in HR. <laughs> so so it's a very interesting thing for them. So more of a management communication sort of, uh, or a communications management tool than so much as a, an individual communications tool, if you, if you do it right, right? That, that's right. So you know, each one each one of those particular channels has its pros and cons. And if you're trying to get the same message to go down all of those channels, the, then there's there's a lot of really interesting functionality you might build um, because because you can't. Um, Difficult to have and control a log of text messages, for instance, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and treat it in the same way that you treat email. So there's all sorts of all sorts of room for improvement in those in those areas, and it sounds like that's what these guys do. Well, uh, moving from communications to paydays, uh, Daily Pay is another organization that just received um, some funding and a Series B funding. They received nine million dollars. <laughs> Uh, Daily Pay is uh, provides employees real time access to earned wages, um, and the funding is from an Intercept Ventures, um, which is a investor. Um, uh, but what was more interesting to me was that we're seeing more and more investment in these sort of um, pay by day, pay by different mediums, pay by different methods, payroll applications that are that are out in the market. And, you know, I can remember just a year ago having a couple of, of, of the larger payroll vendors ask me, well, well, what's new in the payroll market? And, you know, this was, was just starting to come about. Um, have you talked to many organizations, John, who are using these sort of uh, daily pay or pay-by-day type of applications yet? I, I haven't had any organizations that I've spoken with who are using it. So, I, I've never heard of anybody using it. It's not that I. It's it's not that I'm not in touch with any. It's that I am unaware of anybody who actually does this. Um, um, it, it it seems to me that it's a um, 
So, so their rationale is <clears throat> you need to pay people daily because some people are living paycheck to paycheck. That's basically the value proposition here. That it's a good idea to pay people daily because they're living paycheck to paycheck. And it seems to me that all you do is you compress the anxiety when you do that, that, that now they're living hour to hour instead of paycheck to paycheck as they are day to day as you try to figure out how somebody, uh, how would it be easy to be good at saving if you were paid in little tiny increments? Yeah, that's 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 a really interesting question, and um, but so 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 I don't get where this is useful, but I get the idea. Yeah, and 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 the earlier articles on other organizations who have this uh, capability, you know, their commentary was very much about the fact that um, the workers appreciated it; they they definitely used it. Um, um, but you also heard the interviews basically saying it made it harder to save, but it made it easier to sort of go into work the next day when you knew that you could get immediate cash from it. So it, I guess it depends on 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 how you're looking at the process and what your what your goal is. Um, but you know, I think we're going to see more of this. You know, you know, um, we'll get down to pay by the hour. You know, if you want, um, I can remember that was one of the reasons I stayed a waitress for as long as I did. You know, I, I walked out of the door every night with cash in my pocket. That was a very important thing for me when I was in college. So yeah, uh, that's that's. Um, I, I think you just articulated the exact opposite of engagement. Which, yeah. <laughs> is, which would be a job you hate so much that you have to be paid every hour in cash to do it. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's sometimes, yeah. <laughs> well, I forget. On, on I forget. That. We're, we're so spoiled. We're so spoiled. Yeah. I forget that there are jobs like that. There are jobs like that. Yes, believe me. I, I yeah. standing on your feet for uh, uh, twelve hours a night. You know, waitressing. I can tell you. Yeah, you have to get something to, to walk out that door and feel good about it. <laughs> Um, so we also saw there, there's two, there's invest, a couple of investments in, in sort of these new tools that are, are trying to replace the resume again. Uh, one is Crystal. Crystal received $5 million to make personality profiles the new resume. Now, now Crystal is a tool that sort of embeds personality information into your emails and into also, I think I've seen it in LinkedIn, correct? You, you use Crystal, don't you, John? Or, or you, you I talk do to use Crystal. I am a very happy Crystal customer. I don't use it as often as, as I, I'd like to be way disciplined about it because it's a tool that gives you um, personality insights about the people you're about to talk to. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, um, I, I was trying to look up your profile here. I don't use it often enough to 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 be fluid in the interface, um, uh, but 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 it would give me some things about how to be more effective in the conversation, right? Uh, based on DISC, which I don't quite get. It's it's a primary underlying technology for assessment disk and yeah disk is one of the big the it, it bases it off of the big five it's 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 an assessment model that's been around uh, i think since like the 60s I, I i was certified in it many years ago um when i i used to work at corporate um it's you know and it basically has the idea that you're you're sort of conscientious or you're very dominant or you're, you know, have some level of sensitivity and some work team teamwork, those type of things. Um, and it tells you, it is very accurate in some cases about personality. So. Yeah. So that's, so,
So this is this is something that gives you it basically translate email into disk. I think is what I would say. So it gives it gives you personality insight based on patterns in email. Well, and and it looks like we're investing more money in that. I mean, it you know those are the kind of things I think that we're going to see more of, right? You know, the the immediate awareness of of the personalities, the immediate awareness of the information about employees or about candidates. So does that mean it's going to take place on the resume, though? It, 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 no, no. Res, <laughs> resumes are not resumes are not personality indexes. This is a very useful tool for um, uh, communications. A very useful tool for communications, but but it is um, uh, uh, useless more or less as a um, guide for who or who not to hire unless you have all sorts of credential information and you can't pick that up this way. You have to get that. And so, so it seems unlikely to me. I also think there's a really interesting question with, with crystal, which is they make profiles of people. They present them as guidance and strategic information and there's no way for the people who are being profiled to um, yeah. complain about their profile because they n- never see it. Yeah. Um, and so, so it says you're a monster, and I should just stay away from you. It says it more <laughs> politely than that, but 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 reading this here, I'm going Mind to change. My is very high on disk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All you're going to notice is that my tone has changed in our conversations. Yeah. <laughs> because now, now I know, now I know that you're easy. You're an easy touch for a loan too. That. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, that is the scary part, right? And they're and they're building this off of social uh, information, correct? They're, they're, this is not. Yes, you know, yeah. I have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so. is this is scraping public information to make uh, judgments about people's personalities. It's crazy. <laughs> um, it's you, you know, and 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 I can't imagine these things can tell the difference between a a piece of marketing collateral that you send out and a piece or some marketing positioning that you do in social media and your personality. <laughs> and so so it's a, it's a pretty sketchy um uh, proposition but it's useful to think a little bit about the interaction that you're about to have um and yeah. so so this pros and cons um to this stuff. I, I will say that the, the few times I tested it cuz I think after you you were using it, it sent to me it was pretty accurate about people right that I that you, you know don't think I, you don't think I'm a monster do you I don't know but <laughs> <laughs> But I don't think this generally tells you that either. So I think, <laughs> um, we, boy, we've already hit the, the end of our our time, John, and we didn't even get to talk about the Iowans. I was so excited about Iowa. So so next week oh, we'll have to talk about let's, Iowa. Let's let's take a little bit to talk about Iowa. Okay. That's I think I think that's really funny. The uh, the um, state of Iowa. Everybody everybody who has any technical skills has left Iowa. Uh, last, the last one out turned out the lights, and the state of Iowa is concerned about this. Um, and so they are developing a program to identify and try to recruit back Iowans with technical skills who left. That it in a nutshell? That it, that's it in a nutshell. It's an app, but it's, it's, it's an app where <laughs> basically there's a, a, a world map. Great. 
and, and people put little pins, you know, on where they're at now and what skills they have. And then uh, the, the idea is that Iowa is going to create jobs and roles and try and, and bring them back. I actually love this because coming from Ohio, I, I get this, right? You know, you go away, do your thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're growing up, you have kids, you have family, you'd like to go home, but there's really not any jobs, right, that, that, that work with what you're doing now. Um, and maybe, you know, the culture or the city or whatever you're looking for isn't exactly – you know, they're thinking about this very strategically, I would have to say, because, you know, hey, I want to go home, I want to be with my family, but I need to be able to have the kind of job that I'm, I'm used to having. This is one way of doing it, I guess, right? Oh, that's interesting. So so you're saying it's sort of outreach from the state that we miss you too and we're working hard to get you back. I that, think that so. That's what it feels there's like. A brand, yeah. There's a branding thing. There. That's really interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have caught that. I wouldn't have caught that. That's 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 quite. You have to. Yeah, I think you have to have lived in a Midwest, left, and have family actually want to go back and see. In some cases, that is not the case for some people, but but for those who do want to go back and 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 would love to to have you know their kids you know live near the grandparents and not have to take flights to go see them. You know, this is really alluring, you know. But most of the time, the jobs aren't there. So that's that's I think the opportunity here. Well, that's a wonderful insight. That's that's great. That's fantastic. So we're at the end of our rope today. Um, it was a great conversation. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks, everybody, for listening. And you have been listening to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumser. We will see you next week. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.